Welcome to Stories of Hope. I'm Christine Hotchkiss. Each week, I bring you stories of hope of individuals and organizations making a difference in your community. Everyone has a story that is unique, just like their fingerprints that put them on the paths and the journeys of their lives. And some find purpose. I know I found mine. Every story can help, heal, inspire, educate. And my one word of all, the smallest word, but has such a great meaning, is to give hope. Today, I am having the privilege of a follow-up from 2019 with my guest, Jan Reynolds. When I sat down with her in a studio, we were talking about breast cancer, but little did I know she had other cancer, another cancer prior to that. And that's where we're going to begin today's conversation with Jan. Please help me welcome my guest this morning, Jan Reynolds. Good morning. Hello. How are you? Good. So I just said 2019. That seems uh, like a long time ago, but it really wasn't now that we're sitting here 2021. Not at all. No. And you were so kind to accept a uh, invitation your first time to speak about cancer. And we were in a pot, a, um, a panel setting and the panel setting was three other ladies. So we really didn't get to know more about your journey about cancer. And I found out afterwards that it didn't start with breast cancer. It started with blood cancer. So I am not familiar with blood cancer. When, when were you diagnosed? I was diagnosed in 2004 with uh, blood cancer and getting there. I had been on vacation and I came back and my skin was itching. I mean, we're not talking just a little itch all over my body. So I went to my doctor and he put me on prednisone, which worked until I went off. Then it came back. So he said, Jan, we've got to do some more testing because this there's something wrong. So he did. And um, the 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 uh, test came back that I need needed to uh, get a bone marrow biopsy. And in my mind, I wasn't, I had itchy skin and I never even thought about cancer at this point. I would have thought maybe itchy skin was dry skin. We are in Arizona. Me too. So, you know, there's allergies that can take place here. We've got the dry and then we've got the humidity at times. And then you've got other things. Exactly. So I went in, had the biopsy, and then I had to go back to his office. And he said, Jan, I have to tell you that you have cancer. Wow. What a blow that was, because it was never in my mind. So uh, then, of course, I went to an oncologist. But before I went to the oncologist, um, when I heard the word cancer, I just knew I was going to die tomorrow. I mean, it was over. So I went home and... Uh, being an organized person like I am, <laughs> I start getting rid of stuff, just stuff, because I didn't want anybody to come in um, and have to go through my stuff and get rid of it. Right. So then this was all before I saw the oncologist. So <laughs> I see the oncologist yeah. and we were talking and um, he had given me all my options on the type of therapy I could have. And I just looked at him and he said, uh, doctor, how long do I have, do you think, like most people would ask? Mm-hmm. He said, oh, maybe 20 years. <laughs> and in my mind, I'm going, boy, I have made a big mistake here in <laughs> getting rid of everything. <laughs> so anyway, I decided to go with pills as the first option. And um, that worked for two years. 
And then I had to go into the, the hard chemo, which um, was once a week. And I was totally nauseated for 24 hours. The chemo that I was taking was um, just terrible. So anyway, I finally got to a point where I stabilized and they look at my IgM numbers. And uh, at this point, my oncologist left the practice. He moved away. There I am. And what am I going to do now? So anyway, I was uh, directed to another oncologist that I went in to see, actually started um, seeing her and starting as a volunteer. And then I, I worked there. And during this time, I was fine. I stayed stable. Well, then I came down with breast cancer. Oh, so you're going, let me back up. So you're going through blood cancer. You're, go, you're using the pills that help you instead of going through the, the chemo and stuff. No, I did go through the you chemo did go through after chemo. that. That's when I was so sick. And it stabilized you. And then you're going about your day. And now you're hit with, you have breast cancer. Yes, but I discovered a lump uh, a year before I was even diagnosed. Oh. And... The doctors, even my oncologist, said, it's, it's nothing to worry about. It's just a cyst. Mm. So I didn't worry about it. Saw another doctor. And then I saw a nurse practitioner. Not to worry, Jan. It's just a cyst. And I knew I should have been smart enough to just say, okay, I want this tested. Well, um, then finally, I just insisted. I'm, I want this a biopsy. I want to find out that this is a lump and where I go. Well, then of course I had the biopsy and it turned out to be cancer, but I'd had that lump for a year. Mm. And what I'd like to say to other women is if you see any kind of a lump, immediately have it checked out. I was very fortunate, uh, stage one breast cancer. I had no other involvement, no lymph nodes, nothing. But I was one of the lucky ones. So then now I have to go back into chemo. And uh, this time, first time I went, because I knew I had to have six sessions of it. I got through it just fine. And I thought, I can do the next five. No problem at all. Well, it's a cumulative. Mm. And the second one hit me pretty hard. And then all the way down the line, it did. And when I started the third one, I knew I was going to lose my hair. So I just went in and had them shave it off. You shaved your hair. Oh, yeah. There, there was no need uh, messing with it. The vein you're part was not, out the window. You're not going to keep it. Mm-hmm. And... There's just so many things you wake up and it's on your pillow. You can <laughs> mess up your shower by the hair going down, stop it up. So I did that. It was the best thing I ever did because now I don't have to worry about the chemo. My hair is gone. Right. I don't have to do anything. Save me a lot of money. You know, Jan, there's a couple of things as females. Well, there's a lot of things, but there's two that we feel that we identify ourselves as women. And you can correct me if I'm wrong. We are very vain as a human being. And, you know, we say looks isn't everything. But when it comes down to what you just shared, it kind of is. 
we have an identity of as women, our breasts and our hair, right? And then you're going through two losses at the same time. One you voluntarily gave up because you already said it's just going to happen anyways. So I can stay focused, like you said, on the process of getting healed. And um, as shallow as it sounds, as we are, we are a creature of being shallow, hair and breasts and, you know, whatever we look at as a man, where they find themselves to be identified as a man. Um, you have taken that all away by saying, you know what, it's not about that anymore. It's about how am I going to get better? So I want to say thank you for saying that. Well, and it was such a convenience, not, I just, when I left the house, I'd put on a hat and go and it just didn't bother me because it was just one less thing I had to worry about. There's some women I've seen that can rock it really good with the hats and the headbands. And exactly. The- <laughs> it's all out there if you need it. So then I got through the six sessions. Um, I did have to have um, blood transfusions uh, along the way because my hemoglobin dropped mm-hmm. and I couldn't breathe. But I do want to say one thing here is that if you're able to go out and give blood, do it. Oh. I wish that when I was young, I would have done that because there's somebody out there Needs it. that saved my life Thank you um, for sharing. by giving blood that I was able to breathe again. And I wish I could thank them, but I can't. You know what I want to share with this? Um, because I'm sitting here and I see the emotion and I feel it too with my own life. I am one of those people that does donate blood for that exact same reason. And um, I don't know who they are either, but I know that sitting here before you knowing that you needed them, who knows if I was one of those contributors, we don't know, but it does save a life. And now you get to sit here and talk about your story. I, I emphasize, like you said, doing a blood donation as well. Well, that's very important because not only do um, patients have to get blood, um, lots of times they have to get plasma. Mm-hmm. And um, it definitely, I know that you've been doing it for a long time. Mm-hmm. You're on a regular routine. So that's definitely very important. On your journey, you have gone through a few different things because I came into your life um, in 2018 unexpectedly and we grown quite the friendship that I value and appreciate. And I've seen just a small part of your journey. Is there a part of it you want to share with other people that would help them go through theirs? With, um, after I finished with the the chemo, then I had to face surgery. Mm -hmm. And um, being unsure, the breast, uh, I only had cancer in one breast and then I had to make a decision on a partial or a mastectomy and my doctor said just do a partial it's only in one Mm -hmm. so I did but I have to say that that was the easiest part of the whole treatment I never had one minute's pain my doctor told me you won't have any pain wow and I thought oh yeah right um but she was right nothing so if you have to face it with my journey, it, it went very well and um, I healed up great. 
when so I, I met you, blessed. when I met you, you were, you had just gotten your report out that very week and I had known nothing about it. And so then you're saying you did have a removal. So you have one breast that remains. Yes. Well, and now this goes back on the other question. I'm that person that's going to ask the question. And I know you're the one that would ask the question too. It goes back on our identity of our hair and our breasts. And I've met other women who've lost both. Um, how does that make you feel as a woman? Does it take anything from you? No. No. Uh, I guess I'm one of the fortunate ones. Huh? It never has. Because, I'll, you know, I... No self-esteem, no, um, no the identity as a woman? No. Absolutely not for me. It might be not for right for else. everybody. That's fair. And I chose not to have the reconstruction because mm-hmm. um, I'd been through enough and I, I didn't want any more. So here we get to have a little more fun with the few minutes that remain in here. Along with this journey of our friendship has been a unique one, to say the least. I have gotten to know you on another level where um, I want to say it was um, 2020, where you were in the hospital. Mm-hmm. You want to share that moment? Um, I had one of my blood tests, which is... Um, the viscosity it had gone sky high the thickness of my blood so I had to go in the hospital and again um, have different treatments um, and chemo again in the hospital induced and that's when you came in and you you saw exactly uh, what happens my actually my veins could not hold any more of the chemo so they had to do a midline which they put in your upper arm and they had to, to give me the chemo there. And um, so you came in and, and, and saw the whole, the whole process as it was happening. I'm that person, <clears throat> excuse me, that likes to ask the questions. I've been told you'll ask a lot of questions, but I'm like, not in a negative way, more of like a, yeah. a curious way. So I know how to be more in the now than think I know. Is how I put it. And so, yeah, I saw you in your nightgown (laughs) and the process. And and it was interesting because with the background, you've already talked about being a volunteer and then became an employee of one of the the places you were in. You talked to me as if I was the patient. You walked me through while I'm sitting across the room from you and they're preparing you. You're walking me through what I'm going to see and what I'm going to experience. I thought that was just the, the most uh, humorous, but most real moment too. And I don't think I told you that, but I'm telling you that now because it gives me more of a visual, which is why I do what I do here. I want people to share the unedited versions of what really happens in our journeys. Yes. Um, because if you don't know, then you're going to assume and then you're misinformed. Right. Right. So on that journey since that day, how, how have you been? Well, I've um, been great. Now, my blood cancer, there's no cure for it. But I came down with that in 2004. And now they have come out with a pill form to treat Waldenstrom's, my blood cancer. And it's amazing. It has dropped my numbers all almost down to normal. I asked my oncologist, I said, well, if it gets down to what normal is for normal people, 
will it just go away? He said, no, of course, because so there's never, no cure. There is no cure. No, there isn't a cure today. Okay. But in 2004, there wasn't this pill. Oh. It's taken a long time to get it, but it works. So and I feel great. Um, I take this pill. It's called Calquins twice a day. Um, I only have two side effects, which are certainly livable with. Nothing like chemo. It doesn't drop your numbers. Um, it's an amazing pill. How often do you have to go to the physician to keep everything? Uh, every six weeks. Every six weeks. And but they also, before I started this medication, they put into my my chest what they call a loop recorder. And it's recording all my heart functions. And because with this pill, the one side effect is it can be, you can go into AFib. And for those of us who don't know what AFib is, give us a little bit more information. Your heart gets out of balance. Okay. Um, and uh, that did happen one time with a previous pill, but I was asleep, didn't even know. Okay. So they that's how come I'm on Calquins now. So I've been on that almost a year now. And my numbers just consistently go down. So, um, Jan, how young are you? <laughs> I'm 76. <laughs> I say that because you're also very active at 76, being out there in the community, doing what you do. And we just talked before or spoke before we started recording that you were doing yoga. Yes. <laughs> I try to do yoga with you and it just, I don't know. Um, it's not for everybody. I probably should learn how to do it because it will calm other things in my mind and my body because my brain's always going. So I think it's great you're doing that. Um, with that said, why do you do the yoga? What is the benefit for you? Because everyone finds something different in it. For yoga? Uh-huh. Um, it's, uh, um, I go twice a week. It's a method of uh, relaxing and turning off the world. And because I'm not active in any other exercises, um, it makes me feel good. When I leave there, I, I feel great. Mm. And like you said, it can turn off your brain without other things. And being a young 76 year, because you just had a birthday. Um, you're also active in our community with um, some small roles. Some people would think, oh, we're too old for acting. You have recently, <laughs> <laughs> I got to put this in there. You know that you have been um, had the opportunity on a couple of different occasions to be, um, what would you call it? A, uh, an ad an add in on a, on a film. You want to share uh, the recent one that's going to come out? Uh, it's a Christmas story. I do. It's called Hatch, Hashtag Blessed. Mm -hmm. And the trailer just came out a couple weeks ago. My son, Jeff, and I were in it as extras. And it was wonderful. Um, it was so much fun to see what was going on behind the scenes. And um, we were just, who would have ever thought it? it 75 at that time <laughs> that I would be involved in a movie. So if you get a chance, it's, it's going to be a, it's a great um, picture that for kids, adults, anybody um, it's a Hallmark picture. Not that it's going to be on Hallmark. That's the type of picture it is. What's the storyline in brief? What'd you say? It, was, um, it says hashtag blessed. And with the story you just shared of your journey and anyone else, we forget that we are blessed. 
Exactly. And that's exactly how this um, evolves with a gal that seemed like everything was going wrong in, in her life. Great actors in it. They're uh, up and coming actresses and actors. And um, some of them have been in been um, acting for a while. But if you get a chance. I'm going, I'm definitely going to, I actually have the signed poster from you and Jeff. And so I feel like I know some famous people up in the coming, as you mentioned, the actors and actresses in this film. And I saw the trailer and um, there's comedy in it and there's the real part of our lives in it too. And that's the exactly. best part because we do get caught up in social media. People have their perception of a photo or a moment or a memory or whatever we put on there. Or here's another one that's a really bad one is people look at numbers and they think, oh, well, if there's that many likes and comments, you know, that person's got more value to life than do, than I do. And so then that goes back to coming back and saying, well, you're blessed. You're blessed that you woke up today. Yes, you're going to have all these other things that are taking place in your life, but you still have those things you can look forward to. And it sounds like the same type of storyline as someone's thinking, oh, everything's going against me. I don't know who doesn't feel that way at times. And it shows that that not everything actually is against you. So yes, hashtag West. We're going to check that one. Um, one thing I do want to say that's helped me tremendously through this journey is that um, I have tremendous faith in, faith in God. And I can always turn to him when things are getting rough. And I owe it all to him to have brought me through this. There are people who are not believers. I always throw this in there. But they end up becoming believers at times, too, when they've been brought to their knees. Exactly. In a situation such as yours or mine or anyone else that has something, they don't think that they're going to find a way to get through it. And I am glad that you said that because... Jan, I'm strong in my faith too. And um, it's becoming more apparent that people are saying it's okay to say, I believe in God and I, I believe I have a strong faith in whatever it is that gets me through my day. Exactly. And I'm glad that you shared that. Some people are still afraid to say it and there's no reason to be afraid if it got you through what it got you through. And I'm glad to know you to know that too, because we've gone to church together too. Yes. <laughs> and, and that's a good thing. I do have one final question. Okay. And I asked this one before, but I'm sure this one's going to have a different response answer because of the journey you have been on since 2019 when we sat down. And that is, what message would you like to leave our listeners based on your journey? I guess I have to say that there is always hope um, in one form or another. I was... Um, very blessed with I with having cancers that I actually could um, get well from and lead a, a normal life. And I, I realize that a lot of people can't, but if you can find the peace that you need to get through it all, and I'm not saying it's easy, mm -mm. but um I would hope that people could could keep the keep the faith and the hope alive in their lives. What would you like to be remembered for when that day comes that you're no longer here? So basically, what legacy? That I was able to help people through their journey of cancer. 
I've told you before, and we're going to, we're going to figure this one out. I think you would be a great advocate in one of these um, places that deal with cancer patients. I think that you have the experience, you have the compassion and empathy. I've seen it here. I've, I've seen it in the time that I've known you. I think you'd be a great voice for those who don't think they have a voice when they're going through this process. I really do. So we're going to figure that one out. I've said that for a while. Yes, I, I would. <laughs> I would really like that. With COVID, though, it's really um, closed a lot of doors, and I, I'm, not, I'm not sure when those doors might be open again. But um, I think I do have. A, I do have a good doctor, and I, his name is Doctor Ghosh, mm-hmm. and um, he's taking very good care of me, seeing me through this new treatment that I'm on. I'm glad to to know you and to learn this journey of you, about you and um, your support. When I do air my shows, you've actually reached out when you've heard stories and said, I want to talk to that person. That's why I think you'd be great. Yes, I did. And I did for the last person that had Waldestrand the same. We've certainly had totally different journeys through the Waldestrands. And then again, there again, I was blessed that so far which is a lot of years I, I've done so well. Can I tell you something? Cause I've talked to him since and I didn't get to share this with you. It made a difference that you actually listened to his recording. He's what he said, as well as you wanted to reach out to actually talk to him about it because he's been on his own journey behind the computer on social media. The things I just shared a few minutes ago about how we look and perceive something on social media. And then we compare in our lives. He actually was glad that someone cared enough to want to know more. And so oh, that's great. you gave him hope because he sits at home by himself looking at everyone else's lives on the screen, which you are a real person he didn't even know. <laughs> so <laughs> I thank you for doing that for this person. Well, thank you very much for letting me share my story because it's um, you had asked me to do this quite a while ago and I just really wasn't ready. But when the opportunity came again, I am very happy. I've been learning that just because I see uh, a potential in someone or a story I think someone should share doesn't mean I get the opportunity to say, hey, I think you really should share it. I, I back off and I say, no, timing is everything. So when you reached back out to me and again, I talked to you in 2019 when we did it, it was a little nervous for us both. And then time has passed on that this was the right time when you said, hey, I want to tell my story. I'm like, what did you just say? <laughs> so I'm glad you did. <laughs> Timing is everything. Yes. Thank you for being my guest today, Jan. I do appreciate it. No, thank you. To my listeners, thank you for listening in to yet another amazing story and a journey of an individual who's making a difference in her life and her community. If you have a story you want to share, know someone who has a story. Please email me to the address of stories at christinehotchkiss.com or go to my website and schedule an appointment. I'd love to hear your story. And that you can find me at www.christinehotchkiss.com. Until next time, everyone, I wish you well and you take care.